have entitled Add. But not the, the family meeting one. It's another kind of ad. Somebody say ad. Now when we say ad, what, in what situation do we use the word ad? In what situation do we use the word ad? Remember, you can say ad. In what situation do we use the word ad? Yes, charity. When do we say ad? And you are called what? Clementina. Maybe from charity I'll come to you. Uh-huh. When we say ad, what does it mean? To join something. Okay. Back out there on. Yeah, to add. To add. So I'm preaching on add. To add means you already have something, but we want to bring more of another thing or the same thing to it. So let's say you have five oranges. Then somebody may say, bring two more oranges into the five that you have. So you, what would you have to do? You have to add a two more oranges to that one orange. So when you look at the verse, it says, and besides this, because Peter is talking about quite a lot of things, and when he gets here, he says, and besides this, What? Giving all diligence. Diligence here refers to hard work. Because listen, Christianity is, is a work. Serving God is work. That's why you took a car and you, you came to church. The same way you take a car and go to work. Isn't it not true? Yeah. That is why prayer is difficult. You cannot pray 30 minutes without feeling something on you. As soon as you pray about five minutes alone, you are <gasps> It's because it's work. Everything about Christianity is work. That is why people, today is Wednesday. Do you see the people that are here? That's not the whole church. Oh. Because it's hard. That's why he said, giving all diligence. Not only if you are going to serve God, eh, you need more strength. You need more diligence. More hard work to be able to serve God. So, therefore, he says that giving all diligence, something must be done. Giving all diligence. Do what? Add to your faith. So he's saying that now we are Christians, we have faith. Who here doesn't have faith? We all have faith, that's why we are here. It's not, it's not true. We have faith. That's why we are Christians. But sometimes, eh, you can have faith and not have virtue. You can have faith and not have something else. Have you not seen a very powerful man of God who doesn't have Patience. Have you seen that before? A very powerful man of God who has a lot, he can call down fire, but he doesn't respect. Have you seen that before? Who has seen that before? Yeah. Are you with me or you are not with me? Peter is saying, now you have faith, but add to your faith virtue. What is virtue? virtue? Virtue refers to, usually we use the word virtuous woman. It, means, it refers to a higher standard of morality. When we say higher form of morality, we are talking about the fact that you, 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 you know how to stay with what is right. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, ne- you know how to hold on to the truth. In other words, you know how to Live a certain high standard of moral. 
He said, be a metonadier. Or maybe I sell things. Or maybe someone has come to buy something from me. Do you understand? And that I need money passively to pay my child's school fees and the deadline is tomorrow. If not, they'll sack my child. Then the person comes to give me 100 CDs and, and forgets to take the change. And the person is going. <laughs> Am I preaching or I'm not preaching? Because I, the person bought something like 50 CDs and forgot. The person thought that he had given me what? 50 CDs. No, no, it's what? 200 CDs or something. And as soon as the person gave it to me, he just took the thing and he's going back. Now, virtue is what will, will make you say, Brah, brother, please come back. You are, your change is not enough. Or you, you, you left your change. Again, you are walking after somebody. Okay? After somebody, then suddenly, you cry, no, the lorry fare that you have on you is like two cities and now it's three cities, sister persuades. Suddenly, the person is putting his hand in the pocket and taking something, then 50 cities will fall. And like, ah, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, my God, my God, my God, Holy Ghost. Then you say, oh, God has answered my prayer. No, God has not answered your prayer. Virtue will tell you to say, brother, and sometimes even when you are calling, they may think that you are, you are calling them or a sister. They think that you are trying to propose to them. Hey. But you still said, no, no, no. I'm not trying to propose to you. Your, your money fell down. And I want you to take your money. Are you, are you with me? So virtue refers to when you have to do good, whether somebody's seeing or somebody's not seeing you. Are you with me here? So you can have faith in God. That's why we are all serving God. But you, you may not have virtue. You may not have virtue. Morality. These days, a lot of people don't have morals. How would you say that in P? Papa Yeon. Papa Yeon. You see, we are saying, I'm not going to go to the house. I'm not going to go to the house. I'm not going to go to Sadi bano so be shame no edikness wa sorry one e marko pay but it might be so timo dey dey add something to what timo dey no add virtue goodness add virtue so I'm preaching add you have faith now add morality add goodness to your virtue uh, to your faith now and to virtue add what add what knowledge into virtue add knowledge. We are adding. Firstly, we have what? Faith. So now we have added virtue to faith. Go back. Verse 5. Uh -huh. And to virtue, knowledge. Knowledge. A lot of Christians don't have knowledge. Look at something in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 13. Give us Isaiah 5, 13. Isaiah 5.13 My people Isaiah 5.13 5.13 Therefore my people whose people? My people What have happened to my people? I have gone into captivity When we say captivity my people have become slaves Why? Look at it. Why? Because what? Because 
I want to hear you because that's it. There are so many things God can do for you, but because you don't know God can do them for you, you will never have them. So he's saying that they are my people, but the problem is that they have become slaves because they don't know how to take advantage by being my people. Hey, let me ask you a question. If your father were to be the president of Ghana, how will you live your life? I'm preaching on the topic art. Huh? Me, if my father were to be the president of Ghana, this is where I live my life. Oh. Hey, I'm sure you are not with me. Yeah. There is a way I will live my life because I know that Charlie, there's nothing I want to buy that I cannot buy. It's not true, it's not true. Then your father will be the president of Ghana. And your shoe is away. You are using some broken screen phone. And you are like, oh, my father doesn't have money. Are you sure your father doesn't have money? <laughs> there is something wrong with your mind. Are you with me here? That is the same thing that applies to Christians because we serve a God that is, the Bible says, has a cattle on a thousand hills. So when we begin to walk in a certain way, it is actually because we don't know the kind of father we are following. So when God says, I will do this for you, and you're like, God, are you sure? Because me, my family, nobody has ever... You are simply having a problem with what? Knowledge. You are sick. The doctors have said that, as for this sickness, all people that get it, they never get healed, like asthma, or stomach ulcer, or hepatitis B, or HIV. It's not that you two, you went to do something that some people do and you have HIV but you may be, you were born with it or some blade or something. Hey! Then you say, Kai, so this is how I'm going to die. No. Because the Bible says that, he said, by his stripes we were healed. By his stripes we were healed. Not that we will be healed, we were healed. So, if you don't have knowledge, you cannot have a certain advantage as a Christian. You go and call the fittest priest or some elders in the in the town. You say, The reason is because you lack knowledge. You lack what? Knowledge. God, the Bible says that we are the children of God. You see that? It says, greater is he that lives in us than he that is in the world. Do you understand? So Peter is saying that you have faith. Now add to faith virtue. Now you have virtue. Now add another thing, which is knowledge. One of the knowledge that you have to really add to your Christian life, the knowledge of God. Because this generation, we, a lot of people do not know about anything about God. They don't know anything about God. And the reason they don't know anything about God is that uh, their minds are filled with science and biography and biology and physics and chemistry and history and, um, and philosophies and other things. Psychology of adolescents. <laughs> eh? Done. The Bible. Look at how 
many minutes we spend in church. We spend two hours in church. Two hours in church. So in the whole week, I spend only four hours in church. Four hours. Out of about 600 hours in a, in a week. Eh? Was it 600 hours? Wait, how many? 24 times 7 is what? The other day we calculated it all. Times 7. One, one, uh -huh, one six eight. One six eight oh. Subtract four. One six eight minus four. One six what? You have one six four hours to do anything that you want to do, and you come and spend four hours. How would we know God this way? When we only give him four hours within a whole week. If you want to be really spiritual, eh, you have to give God your time. At least give God two hours every day. Give God your tithe of your time. A tithe of your time. We have 24 hours in a day. It's not true. Give God two hours every day. Eh? Two hours a day. Listening to sermons and praying and reading the Bible and, and listening to worship songs. Enough with Shatawale and Stoneboy. Hey. Enough with adult music. Enough with um, a lot of songs. Hey. Enough with them. Enough. If you want to be spiritual and be on fire, give God some time of your day. At least when you wake up in the morning, one hour with God, you are listening to a tape, and you are praying, Rada Katabaya, Dabala Kataya, Jembele Kabala Kataya, Emenenia Kataba. You are praying, you are praying, you are praying. If you are able to do that, listen to me, you will be on fire. You'll be on fire. You'll be on fire. Always, listen to me, always keep playing worship songs and sermons. Always. I know that sometimes you are on Facebook, or while you are on Facebook, be playing a worship song in the background. And let's see if Satan will knock at your door. A lot of us fall into all kinds of temptations because the time Satan is knocking, there is nothing we are doing. We are just lying down on our bed. And I don't know if you are meditating or something. That's why Satan is saying, Hey, K of ye. Say, I'm of ye. Now then I go so membrane monk. It was because you were just there, you were doing nothing. But if a sermon was playing. I watched one funny clip where a certain guy got his girlfriend and they were about to do something. Then the girlfriend said, please play some music on the radio to tune the mood. Are you with me? As the first place he tuned us. Then he turned into another one. Then a preacher was playing. Hey! He 
turned to another one and said, fornication is a sin. He turned to another. Every station he tried to put it there, something, something, a message was being preached or something bad. Hey! <laughs> so you must have a certain kind of art, knowledge, the knowledge of God to your life. He said, look at it. He said, and their honorable men are famished. Listen, you can be honorable, but knowledge can make you battered and tattered and frustrated. Famish me is like, you see, you, you have been tattered. You are honorable, but you have been tattered. Honorable men have been tattered. He said, Lazarus was more honorable than all his brethren, but something was wrong. He had a curse on his life. In other words, when you meet Lazarus, he looked very nice. Appearance-wise, you see him as a very important person, but he was a nobody. Do you see that? He said, and Lazarus was more honorable than all his brethren. But there was a problem. He appeared nice, but, but he had nothing to speak, to write home about. Are you with me? So he said, honorable men, honorable men, you can have the best of degrees and your life will still be nothing. And the one without degrees is actually doing better than you who has more degrees. And their multitude dried up with tears. Give us back our first, second Peter 1 verse, verse 5. Verse 6 says that. Verse 6. Add to knowledge temperance. I think I will have to dwell here for a while. That is just what I'm going to talk about. Add to knowledge temperance. Now that you have knowledge, you see, knowledge has a way of um, making you proud. Okay? Because if you have a lot of knowledge, naturally there's a probability that you can become very proud. That's why people who have knowledge are somewhat proud in a certain way. They are normal. You see, all of us are proud in this life. Are you with me here? All of us are proud. But there are levels of pride. And some are very dangerous. Do you understand? Like me, I'm proud of my church. I'm proud of my ministry. I'm proud of my wife. I'm proud of you. That pride is not negative. It's positive pride. But the negative pride comes when, let's say, you are beautiful. If you are not, if you are beautiful, eh, there's a certain pride that comes along with it. Are you writing or you're not writing? If you're handsome, there's a certain pride that comes along with it. And the reason is that eh, if you are if you're beautiful, you're handsome. Eh, by the time you are 18 years old, there's a kind of mindset you have about yourself. It's true. That you are more important than any other person because all your life, no, attention has always been drawn to you. It's true. Am I preaching? I'm not preaching. Yeah. Because all your life, attention has been drawn to you. It's either all the boys are after you or the ladies are after you or when they enter the room, you are the first person they see. So by the time the child is 18 years, if that child is handsome or beautiful, by the time the child is 18 or 19 or 20 years, there's a mindset the person has about life. And that kind of mindset is based on a very high form of pride. That's why we say sleep. They say they won't sleep. But Onyobia. Oh, yes. And you can find. Because beauty has a way it has to. It can make you very proud. Do you see that? Ahead. And I've known quite a lot of people like that. Are you with me? You're not with me. So I'm, I'm saying very important things. So. so by the time the person is 20, the person has a certain kind of mind. Because because of a certain kind of beauty, any some some cuteness or handsome nature, 
amana ye proud but onyobia hwi ni kutreyem do you see that that all they have is, is their beauty or their 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 their, their handsomeness and, and let me just say this because if you marry somebody that is beautiful you have your own challenges to face in this life it is something that you have to know especially if you are a brother or a, daughter, a sister you know that you, they are not too nice just don't go and look for a very beautiful person and marry you because you have your own challenges and one of the challenges you have is that such people that's why I'm preaching this message that's why I'm preaching this message those kinds of people are very hard to deal with. If the person has been 25, is 25 years, has dealt 25 years of pride, of thinking that they are better than all other people, especially if they are fine, finer than you. So if you too, you know that you are fine, go look for somebody who is fine like you. And if you know that you are not fine, look for somebody who is not fine like you and manage. But that way too, your children will be caricatures. But what I'm just trying to say is that uh, what I'm just trying to say is that uh, if you marry a very if you try to date a very beautiful guy a very beautiful guy there's a downside of it because it is possible to look down on you. It is very possible. They will bully you in the house. Oh yeah. Because all their life you know, it, it looks like attention has always been on them. Another group of people that have a very probability of pride is people who are, who are very intelligent. Yeah. I tell you. People are very intelligent. Eh? They have a proclivity. Say proclivity. Say it. Don't say it. Again. Proclivity. Yeah. P. I don't know even how to spell it anyway. Yeah. But it's, it's the word P-R-O-C-L-I-V-I-T-Y. Proclivity. Proclivity is simple to spell. Proclivity refers to like an inclination or a desire or a, a pool. You see the way when you hear the smell of your favorite food, the way you are, even if even if Jesus is standing for Jesus, say fast, fast. You say, Jesus, today they are come fast. Have you seen that thing that pulls you to go in? Even when you are fasting, 9 a.m., then you open the fridge and you see your favorite something there. He said, Jesus, tomorrow we'll fast. That's what we are referring to as proclivity. Do you understand? A certain drive. Now, people are very intelligent. Eh? They have a drive of pride. That's why when you were in school, the students that were proud, very intelligent, they had few friends. And some of them treated some of you like you were nobody. <laughs> Is it true or it's not true? Unless you two you were intelligent, if you were intelligent, I'm sure you did it to other people. You see that? Uh-huh. You treat people like they are nobodies. It was, it was, it, intelligence makes you think that you are better than other people. Especially when people are very intelligent, there is a, a probability that they will become very proud in life. Very, very proud in life. Yeah. Another one is when you, you are rich. Or you are coming from a background, maybe when you, you were growing up, there was a small money in the house. Do you see that? And among all your friends, you had a newest shoe, you were using a mobile phone, you were, I mean, I, I don't know, do you get it? If you don't get it, forget about it. Now, you get it, right? Now, if you have a lot, a bit of money than your colleagues, 
it makes you think you are more important than them. Hey, serious. It makes you think that you are more important than them. And because of that, sometimes it makes you have a desire for special treatment. And when you are not treated the way you want, you get angry and you have to raise your voice and you shout people and a whole lot of things and embarrass yourself simply because of, of that thing of seeing that you are more important to be treated in a certain way. Are you with me? Whether you are beautiful, you are handsome, you are intelligent, you are rich. Or even another one is when you are part of a certain kind of social class. Now I'll explain what I mean by social class. Like you went to St. Mary's or um, um, which school again? Solomon Bennett. <laughs> Aha. You went to Solomon Bennett. Do you see that? Aha. Like when we meet for, let's say, um, what do we call it? Games. And they see those of us with our tea and bread coming, they're like, ah, mm, I'm really, you know, you get the whole thing, and you have a whole lot of things. So when you're even part of a social class, it gives you a certain kind of pride. That is why um, most of the times, especially teenagers, okay, I, I see some teenagers here. Well, I think some of you are 19 something, right? Yeah, I'm a prophet, so. I saw I, I looked at you, I saw 90. Now, now, um, Mahao, oh, oh, 90, when you show, when you need power, yeah, 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 when you need. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that sometimes you also want to, I'm preaching a very important message, and the reason I'm saying this is because I've been there. I've been there, and I'll share some stories with you. When you sometimes you want to feel important to be part of a social cl- class, that especially maybe you are not coming from very good home, so you want to join a certain school or a certain club. It may be a virgin's club, a, a keep fit club, or even join gym. These days, people go to the gym because they want to feel important. Oh yes, it's something that has research has proven that a lot of people go to the gym go because it looks like rich people are the ones who go to the gym, so they also want to go to the gym. To feel important. The gym. Now another thing people do to be part of a certain kind of social club is makeups and fashion. Now I'm not saying if you do makeups or you dress well, it's bad. You see, look at what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a canvas to church. You can't arrest me. Can you arrest me? Now, you see, when certain trends come, we want to also dress in a certain way so that people feel like we too, we are, we are on our own league. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, all these things are things we do every now and then because you want to be part of a certain kind of school so that they'll feel like you too, you are important. So if you, you went to Chinamanfo, you feel like, hi, me, I didn't go to a better school. But the one who went to um, um, which school? St. James feels like he's more important, but he's not. He's not. As, as more important in society than them. So you, it, is, it is a deceit to think that uh, being beautiful makes you more important than others. 
or being rich makes you more important than others or being intelligent makes you in a certain way uh, more important and therefore you should expect a certain kind of treatment that's a message I'm trying to communicate to that's kind of treatment we have been to the bank and people have sorted me in the bank it's not every time people treat you the way you should be treated that's a very important thing okay it's fine you are rich okay it's fine you are old you can meet a 17 year old person who is you far younger than who speak trash to you in a certain way that Charlie you may never expect and if care is not taking you to feel like because you are too important you have to respond is it not true and let them know that do you know who I am I'm the dean <laughs> do you know who I am I, I, I am this I will let you know who me to I am I with me here and therefore Peter is saying that add to your knowledge add to your beauty add to your intelligence add to your social club temperance now what is temperance temperance refers to self-control self-control that is temperance self-control when we say self-control what is self-control let's talk when we say self-control what is self-control uh-huh self-control self-control yes look it up on your phone pick your phone and search your dictionary be smart yes what is self-control uh-huh charity wash your kind yes the ability to you see we when you keep we will we, we get to a place where you say patience uh-huh after temperance you say patience they are almost the same but they are not the same okay now self-control has to do with your response to yourself patience has to do with your response to others are you with me here so in self-control we are talking about things you want things you need i don't know if you understand like you are fasting one of the, them is like you are fasting you are fasting for God to anoint you and give you grace. But at that same time too, your neighbor is preparing some sumptuous meal, jollof, and you can feel, you can smell the goods, the goods, you can see the smell of the goods passing through your window while you are doing kabai, abai, The goat smell is entering the goat soup, the light soup is entering your room. Now, right there you have a certain kind of desire but self-control is when you say that i know that this is what my flesh was this is what my mind was but i will not give it in so paul is a peter is saying that you have knowledge but it's time to add temperance temperance refers to a certain kind of ability to withhold yourself from fleshly desires things your body your flesh is telling you that you need which you know you don't need at that particular time in your life. You need recognition. I said, I don't need recognition. He said, who being in the form of God did not count it robbery with, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. So Christ 
had more than enough. It was too important, but he said, let me put all of this down and become like a nobody. Become like a nobody. Do you see that? You see it? When God gives you the ability, I'm talking to you as a church, to have certain advantages in life, don't use it to bully people. I'm talking to you. And take it as the word of God. Self-control. Because there are sometimes you feel like proving to people that you too, you are what? You are there. And it's that time that you lose your true self. It's that time you lose it. One day, they, 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 some people came to Jesus. And they, you know, Jesus and his disciples went to, that's the story, they went to preach somewhere, the people said they don't want them. Then James and John said, Jesus, let's call down fire like Elijah called down fire to burn this whole city. And I think it was Samaria. Burn the whole city. And Jesus said, you do not know what man of spirit you are made up of. You don't know what kind of person. Today is not the day we are burning this city. That day will come. I will send fire and brimstone from heaven. But it is not today. Are you with me? So that was self-control at work. Jesus could have caught down fire. When they arrested Jesus, he said, speak for yourself. He said, you have no idea. I can call, I can just do like this. And 12 legion of angels, 12 legion, you know legion. In other words, 12,000 angels will appear now. We see who will run. I can just call and 12,000 angels will appear. I can just blink my eye and you will die. I created you. I don't need to defend myself to you. Jesus could have proven a point. That's why sometimes uh, when we come to a point, whether you're a leader, you are, you are you're having a certain advantage, always learn how to control yourself towards your own desire. Because I'm talking about the two points, the temperance and the patience. Okay, because they are almost the same, so I'm putting them together. Are you with me here? The patience has to do with, with regards to people, how people treat you, and how sometimes you also want to be what? Responsive. Prove that me too, I'm there. And the temperance to do with yourself. The patience and temperance. And I'm saying that if you ever become a class captain, an elder brother or elder sister or an owner of a business do not treat the people that are under you like they are nobodies especially those of you that I have given you responsibilities in this ministry to oversee people David and Edgar do not treat people with disrespect because we have put you in charge of the table come, the tables come there. Do you understand? And if you do that, it's a sign of bad leadership. It's a sign of inferiority complex. It's a sign that you don't know who you are. When I was in school, in college, eh, I heard it over and over again. Some people said, if I were AFN, I heard it over and over again. If I were AF, 
What I would have done. In this life, everyone has what God gives to them. But me, I was blessed to have everything people are looking for in this life. And I think that God also taught me how to bring myself down. Do you understand? Yeah, God taught me how to bring myself. I don't know how, but I think God, and I think that's what I'm preaching. Do you understand? Yeah. I'm trying to preach the message, but the message is not coming. Yeah. I, I'm trying to preach the message, but it is not coming. So let's just hope that I'm saying something important. Okay? Why I'm not saying something important, just throw it away. Do you understand? But I'm trying to preach something. That if you have an advantage in life, don't bully people that are below you. Because you have to rather humble yourself, exercise control. Look, it is more difficult to withhold something than to keep. It is easier to release something than to keep something. Have you ever had very serious urinal problem before? Where it's like that thing want to come up seriously and challenge you are trying to keep it, keep it. Have you ever had that feeling before? You want to keep it challenged because you are in a bath or something and, and challenge the urine wants to come out. Have you ever had that before? Another example. Have you ever had a situation where you want to vomit? Have you ever had, and you want to keep the vomit because you don't want it to come out before? Have you ever had that problem before? It should tell you how difficult it is to keep something than to release. Are you with me or you are not with me? So patience is a very important virtue. And over and over again, one time we were here and a guy, brother, you were there. It's not true. The guy walked up, walked here with a knife. He was insulting us. And he even said, me, I'm a false prophet. Up or down? I want to say something. Let me continue what I said. Now, <laughs> I don't want to say something so that they'll say that I am the one who did that to the guy. I'm not the one. <laughs> now, he said that he will prove to me that I am a false prophet. He and me, he will sue a false prophet. I, mean, I don't know. Right there, I could have said, God, I'm a nice God. My God, now let fire. I could have done, I have no point to prove. Is it not mad? It's mad. Who has proven a point? Patience would save you on the long run. Isn't it? You know, the parents cannot say I'm the one who made it. But if that day I had opened my mouth and said things, eh, they would have been going around telling people that it was when he came and misbehaved that I spoke and he went mad. Some of you were there, you heard things he said about me. He said, oh, I'm fake, whatever. And me, I know that I'm not fake. And me, I know, but I don't know about you, but media, I know that I, I, I'm not a, 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 a fake. When I was in college, they used to say that I was a false prophet because some, some people used to say that I was a false prophet. I say, how do I see the things that I see and prophesy about? Me, myself, I don't know. What I know is that it's the Holy Spirit. When I was in college, because you know that place, everybody knows everybody. We are like thousand students or something. And, and, and 
everybody knows everybody. So it's fake. He knows them already. No man on him that There has been some times I ah, you people have seen me prophesy over and it's not true. Now me myself, I don't know how it is. All I know is that like like I have done this thing over and over again. Like as soon as some of you you are 19, I just look at it and that's what I saw. It just happens. It's the spirit of God. You see that? But I've had people look me there and say, this thing is what could you do anything about it? Do you see that? But me myself, I know that I have not gone home. So I have to just exercise self-control so that I don't have to fall for their trap. Are you with me? Yeah. The police were there. I could have acted a Ghanaian movie or Nigerian movie right now between a witch and a pastor. And ah, you, you, were you there that day? How many of you were there that night? He was stamping his face. Who is your software? I was just standing there. I was just smiling. Because I know what I can do. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know what I can do. Me, I'm praying. You know, we are just saying I'm praying. I saw that somebody had come to plant. We are just praying. I saw. I said, ah. So I got angry. Then I started throwing missiles, ballistic missiles in the spirit. Then, then one of the missiles. <laughs> I was here with and people have said things to me when, so over time I've seen the kind of person that I am over time so I don't have to prove a point to you I don't know if you understand what I'm saying and sometimes people will provoke you people will make you angry so that you the kind of person that you are like Jesus they were spitting on him he could have just disappeared they said hey you spit on me you will die now he could have said that to Jesus you, could have, you spit on me you will die now but Jesus did not so you will die. He just looked at them. You don't know what patience can do. You don't know. You don't know what patience can do. Patience can do a lot of things. In your marriage, it's not everything you have to talk about. In your relationship, in your life, in your workplace, it is not everyone you have to, it's not everything you have to fight over and raise your voice and be fighting. Oh, let's develop patience and temperance. Patience and temperance. Patience and temperance. Our world would be better if, if Christians were a little bit patient. Then so be yeah, yeah, no, Grind. Patience so why am I has become your friend? Because of patience. Sometimes people can lie on you. 
people can go like them. Add temperance and add patience. Sometimes people can lie on you, eh? Yes, be patient. Trust God. Sometimes if you can cry, go and what? Go and cry. If you can cry, just lock yourself in your room and cry. Cry. There's nothing wrong with crying. Even Jesus cried. Listen, if you're a Christian, bye, you are grown up and you have never cried. You are not a Christian yet. Because even Jesus cried. Oh. <laughs> it's not true. 33-year-old man was crying. Because his friend had died. <laughs> Jesus wept. Oh. Sometimes you don't have to fight over it. Just lock yourself in your room and just cry. When you are done, just come out and wipe your face. And go and buy meat pie and yogurt. And, eat, and that's it. They say you have stolen the money. You know that you have not stolen the money. And they say, you're going to lose your job. We are sacking you. You say, fine. Just cry. 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 Let them do what they want to do. One day, vindication is in the womb of time. One day, one day, one day, oh, one day, one day you you you'll be you'll be you'll be defended. One day you'll be defended. I remember when I was in SHS. You know, I was selected to be part of those who were supposed to do the national science in mass please. Then. You know, one day we were having a peace. Then we were going to Sunyani or something. Then, that was the day they had the quiz at Nath. I think you went there, but I didn't come. That same time, too, we were having SU rally. So, me, I said that because of SU rally, I cannot come. Then they said, if you can't come, you are just... Then the teacher said to me, you have wasted your life because this is the greatest opportunity that we will ever get. And you have left this thing to go and follow church things that are wasting your life. From that time onward, that particular teacher did not want to see my face again until we graduated. And that person liked me because I was the best student in her class. The person didn't like me from that time. Because the idea where we came from Cuba, yeah. So me to help my answer, it was that Israeli that they came and even beat me after we were down with the Israeli people. We didn't pick the benches. They said if we didn't pick. Mercy, Lord. But after after some years, after some years, have I, have I not become a somebody? Do you think science of my school would have made me a somebody? It would it have made me a somebody? It wouldn't have made me anybody. Fish I school what a preacher. 
Essa é uma vazou, essa é uma vazou. I just gave my, I, I was patient, I gave myself time. Patience. He said, this Christianity thing you are doing to waste your time. I came to tell you that uh, Christianity will not waste your time. Serving God is the greatest thing you ever do with your life. Because look, you can be a teacher, you can be a nurse, you can, do, you can become anything. But you can never become anything like being a child of God. Nothing can be negotiated. Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall it profit a man? I know a mate that was very intelligent today. Today. He was even a Muslim today. Didn't respect today. Can't see what has happened. You, you see, you see, when we're in school, you have some people while we are going to church, they say, hey, I have to learn, I have to learn. What has become of them? What has become of them? Because sorry, I'll say, hey, 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 hey. there is time for everything. You know? The time that they say we, are, we will not go to church is church time. Church time, they say, oh, still, we are going to learn. You couldn't learn from 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. in the morning to that 3 p.m. that you close from school. Just one hour in SU, one hour in church. He said, I'm going to learn. What has become of them? I know mates, I have mates. What have become of my mates? That said that they don't care about God. What have become of them? What have become of them? You can go to school. You can learn and become a better doctor and whatever is to serve God. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But if you say that, oh, you know, eh, 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 let's forget about God. Let me just become a nurse, a doctor. We are all here. The day you marry and find out you can't have a child, we will see which God you will call. Go and call science. Go and call science. Go and call science. Go and call your biology master who the time that you were supposed to learn. You see, those of you that are young, this is the best time for you to learn. Learn how to serve God. Because when life starts facing you seriously, that time you can't serve God well. We're young at all. And I want the time to build the foundation well. And yes, I will. After what she said, she came my own. We never saw you in a mess. It leads to my next point of godliness. 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 What is godliness? Respect, honor, reverence. A lot of people do not respect anyone. They don't respect. They lack honor. They lack reverence. Add reverence. Is this even? It is even a sight for some of us to even say that oh, I'm a reverend. Because if you even say that I'm a reverend, maybe somebody will look at you. Reverence, godliness, godliness. We lack godliness. A lot of people lack godliness. 
one of our church members lost the in-law. I went to pay the person a visit, and some people had also come. I think I went with you and, and you. You saw what the, the, the woman was saying. Ah, soften and okay, take it. And now we are, we are, I mean, somebody saying, this is my pastor. And you, yeah, that's what the woman was saying. That's what they were saying. Godliness. This way, while we're chatting now, we say, oh, I'm going to I mean, where is your reverence? We lack godliness in our generation. Somebody has come and such a grown-up woman said, this is my pastor, you are insulting the grown-up woman. Because that's what you are just saying. You are simply saying, ah, so this one, this one, you need this I but if I were to be a doctor there, they wouldn't have said that. Oh. If, I, if I just come and say, I'm a teacher. If I say I'm a teacher right now, they would not say, oh, oh, oh. So, wow. I teach a four day, I teach a four day. But as soon as I said, oh, he's my pastor. Oh, teacher, they why are you? But as soon as I said, soft rosin. We lack honor. Walk around, you see how young people can look at elderly people and insult them without blinking an eye. Reverence. We lack reverence. We lack reverence. And therefore, he said, Now that you have patience, add godliness. Godliness. A friend of Chi, no can say, Godliness. Respect for even the presence of God. Respect for the presence of God. Respect. Respect for, for the presence of God. I will never forget the day I was in a meeting and a certain guy was watching pornography in the church. Respect. Respect. Look at how people... Ha- handle issues concerning pastors and preachers. Eh? We lack godliness. How we are quick to criticize one another and backbite and spoil ourselves against ourselves. Godliness problem. Now I've decided to cut myself off from People who lack godliness in my life, I don't want to have them in my environment again. Look, if you live around me, don't do anything and think that I may not see it. The worst is even if you say that I will see it. If you say that, I will see it. God like, loves it so much. He will come and tell me. God has to prove himself. Yeah. It is lack of reverence that makes somebody who, who knows that you are a prophet try to make you downplay the prophetic gifts. Elisha was prophesied. He said, tomorrow by this time. He said, tomorrow by this time. 
shall five flour be sold for one shekel and two loaves of barley be sold for one shekel in the gates of Samaria. Then the, the, the personal assistant of the king said, even if God opens the windows of heaven and pour, he said, this cannot happen. Elisha said, okay, you have challenged anointing. You will see it with your eyes, but you don't have it. You see it with your eyes. Our generation, the reason why our generation, eh, we lack very truly blessed people is because we lack godliness in our communities. We lack godliness in our churches. A lot of people are just in church just for being in church sake, not the reverence. Because the Bible says that enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his cause with praises, and be thankful unto him and bless him. He said, Know that the Lord is good and his mercy endure to every generation. He said, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us come into the presence of the Lord. He said, For in your presence there is fullness of joy. He said, Your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When you come here, it's not just carpet that you are saying. You have come into the presence and a company of innumerable angels. It is not fairy tales when we say angels are here. You have to now believe, and that is why when we begin to pray for you, suddenly you begin to get here. It's the angels that are doing the thing. But when we come casually and just assume that oh, they just carpet it, light, it's just it's just speakers, it's just a normal human being. What is so different about this person and me? And that's why our generation is going. We are making it look like what's so different from this pastor and me. Are you sure? Are you sure that is true? That was so different from an anointed man in you. I know that you two are anointed though, but there are differences. There are different experiences people have had of God. God has ever, you see, God has called all of us for different things. And there are some people where God has placed a certain kind of mark on them. Yeah. Saul was anointed, David was anointed, the two of them were different. Even that same time, Samuel was also anointed. God placed more value on Samuel than on David. So you must understand that even though we are all Christians, but you see, when God picks somebody and says, this is your pastor, this is your man of God, you are not the same. Until you come to that realization, you are not ready to receive the, the gift of his word. The gift of his word. Listen, if I give you money, I've not done you much. But this generation, that's what we want from our pastors, money. I give money to people every now and then. Because of that, most of the time, I don't even have money. I give you money, sir, that now I don't have money. But listen. The Bible says that he, that he who gives a prophet a cup of water will receive a prophet's reward. Let me ask you, what is a prophet's reward? you know what a prophet is? Throughout the Old Testament, everything prophets did, they did it by speaking. That is the reward of a prophet. The Shunammite woman fed Elisha for years. Then the Shunammite woman built a house for Elisha. And do you know what Elisha said? He said, what shall I do for this woman? He said, she has no son. So okay. I'll return here next year. She'll have a son. That's a prophet's reward. A prophet's reward is the word he can speak to change your destiny around. That's the prophet's reward. In other words, you may have a different issue from this person. This person will have a different issue from this person. This person will have a different issue. Now, the prophet's reward is what is able to solve your issue and solve this person's different issue 
and solve this person. So all of us have different things we are expecting of God. And when God wants to answer through a man, the word that comes from the prophet is your word. Am I preaching or I'm not preaching? It's not money. It's not when I give you a car or when I give you a house. That's not a prophet word. Look at the people in the Bible and look at some of our fathers and mothers that followed God and loved God and had godliness. Look at the way their lives were. Look at how God protected them. And look at our generation and how it looks like God doesn't even protect us again. Why? Because we lack reverence. Why are you in church and a man of God is preaching and going out to pick a phone? Do you have reverence? I sit here and I watch everyone who comes in. If you, are, if, you are, if you are before the president of Ghana or you are in an important meeting, do you go out to pick a call? What is so important in this world that the word of God which is coming for you is coming and you are going out to pick a call? You just get up and just go out to pick a call. A reverence, oh, a reverence. Me, I have policies. Over the years, people come to me, I'm chatting with them, they say, please, you hold on, let me take this call. They say, oh, me, me, baby, me feel bad. I know their life. They don't respect. They don't respect. They say, oh, please give me one minute. You have come to me, or then, oh, please. While that, during that same time, I am receiving calls and I'm muting it, muting it, muting it. Then they receive call, then they, they, they say, oh, wait, one minute. Then they go, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm having a meeting with a certain pastor, so when I'm done, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. Then they'll end up, they'll come, oh, sorry, I just went, uh, uh. then while we are talking, uh, they'll go back and say, oh, yeah, 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 I left it under the wardrobe. Uh, then they'll be back and say, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Those people, they lack reverence. And I've seen it over time, even when we pray for them, they go and their lives doesn't change. Because they don't know how to keep their eyes on one thing. You don't have to keep your eyes open. One of the things I've decided to do is not to disrespect the man of God. An anointed person, something that I've always decided that I want to do. Then you get up, crap, 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 crap. You go and stand outside, pick a call, then you come back and sit down. And the word is going on. And the word is being preached. It is a, a, a proof that you are seeing that the call is more important than the word. That's what you are seeing. Another one is when we are preaching, we are sleeping. It's a sign of your godliness. Because there is no way we should preach the word of God to you, no matter how it is. For if you, because the moment you begin to sleep, the message you are saying is that. What is coming is not too important, so I'm not in anticipation. Because the reason we fall asleep in church is because we are not expecting anything. We are not expecting, it's like, oh, it's just like last Wednesday service. Just like, like it, it, there's nothing special. Because if there's something special, if I were to tell that, be attentive, I'm going to give you little numbers or something. <laughs> there is no way you sleep, oh. There is no way you sleep. There is no way you sleep. Hey, Charity, are you sleeping or something? Then you become a suspect. Oh. Today I'm on you. It's, your, it's a proof of your reverence. It's a proof of your reverence. It's a proof.
Next verse. And to brought into into um, unto godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, charity. That's why I said today I am on you. <laughs> brotherly kindness. Ah. I always say that um, God should just give me strength because I'm kind to grateful people. Sometimes it makes you want to wonder if it is good to be kind to a brother. But let's just, let's just obey the word of God. It's not true. Because the same Bible that says that fornication is a sin. Eh, that says that we will go to hell. It's saying that I should add I should add brotherly kindness. So let me just add. What does it mean to be kind? It means to be kind. It means to be good to people. To be good. A lot of people are not good One day I expect that after church you just walk up and say, take five CDs. I know that me, me, my money is like 15 CDs, but you just take five CDs for Lord Refrain. That is kindness. Kindness. To be kind is not like you two, you don't have problems. So you have problems, but you have decided to, 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 to inconvenience yourself a bit. In such a way, how do you say inconvenient in Chile? It's a, it's a, we have parents who like Raben who has four, how many kids? Five children. Yeah. So sometimes he too, Raben will want to buy a certain, his favorite shoe, be as like, this shoe, it will be guy or me. But he just has to say, oh, because of this child, this child's shoe, let me just inconvenience myself. That is what it means. That is kindness. Without sacrifice, we cannot be kind. Without sacrifice, we cannot be kind. Because we all have problems in this life. We all have things that we, we want to do, things that we want to also be able to achieve, things that we want to have in this life. And, and without, without love, that's the next word though. Add to brotherly kindness, love. Now that you, you say you are kind, Add love because I, I think that Peter should have even said, Add to love them, add to kindness or something. Because without love, you cannot even be kind to people. Without charity, you can't be kind. You can't be kind. Some people are not kind. Some people are not kind. Some people are very wicked. And and and, and they only take they take advantage over people. Huh? You see, when we steal from people, we are not being kind though. Theft is proof of lack of kindness. Love. Even to lie to a person is a proof that you lack love. What a message. Yeah. To, to lie or to deceive a person. Deceit is a proof of lack of love and kindness. Deceit. Deceit. 
for seven and Ghana cities. So um, um, you have given somebody money to buy something for you, and you don't know the price. Then you the, the person come, oh, oh, it's seven hundred cities, but no, no, in the time it's four hundred Ghana cities and three hundred Ghana cities. So you are not being kind to me. So the day that I go and find out that the thing actually costs 400 cities, you have you have destroyed my heart for for you. Well, yes, in my heart, I, I feel I feel very sad that somebody that I love and I've trusted has deceived me. Am I preaching or I'm not preaching? To godliness, brotherly kindness, add to brotherly kindness, charity. Next verse. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you see that? These things be. Which things? Faith, virtue, temperance. Patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity. He said, if these things be in you, you will not be barren. Wow. Opinion. Do you know what? A lot of Christians have been praying, 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 not getting certain things happen to them. It's because of this. He said, you shall not be barren. This means you can be a child of God and be barren. We are not talking about womb barrenness. We are talking about barrenness refers to the lack of certain things in your life. When a land is barren, nothing grows on it. And when you are barren spiritually, a lot of things do not grow. Like you are, you are a very fine. Look at, look at. When I began, I was talking about intelligence. You are very intelligent, but you are proud. You are very beautiful, but you are proud. Which kind of man want to settle with a very proud woman? You very fine, brother, but you are stingy. You are stingy. Fine sister, you are stingy. <laughs> All these things, when you put them together, I say, You shall not be barren. You shall not be barren. And you shall not be unfruitful. I want us to pray that, Lord, grant us grace. Grant us grace to be God. Grant us grace to be patient. Grant us grace to endure. Grant us grace to walk in godliness. Begin to pray. Credos, cover. Lembele, cover.